Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Tommy McNamara is a fun episode. It's a shortish episode because Tommy's internet went out. Internet's very important uh, during our COVID times because Tommy and I were not in the same room. Uh, he is in Brooklyn. I am in Washington, D.C., and those are different places. Tommy was our house band for four hours on our February 29th, 2020 marathon. That is why he is on the show today. Uh, another thing that's on the show today is this current plug for our Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com. It's in this podcast description, and it's on our About page. There's lots of different tiers. If you have any uh, disposable income, please consider donating. We haven't done a live show in a very long time, um, a little over a year, and that's how we used to do a lot of things in terms of financing the site and all that good stuff. That went away. Hopefully that will come back soon. In the meantime, please consider donating on our Patreon Tommy is a super fun man. I like Tommy, and I hope to see him soon. And here's our episode. So, Tommy, you're one of the more regular people that I still talk to that was part of the February 29th, 2020 marathon. How has your life changed in the last year? Oh, nothing's changed. It's been exactly the same. <laughs> uh, seeing, I'm, a, I'm an anti-masker, and I'm insane. So I think that life is totally normal. <laughs> So I guess you just want to talk about the Cubs or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, it's so weird. Um, it was definitely I remember that day super well. Um, and I remember talking about coronavirus and like wondering if shows were going to be canceled and that kind of stuff because I was doing shows that night too. And I definitely remember thinking it was going to be like a two-week thing, <laughs> like very firmly. Uh, I had that belief that it would be two weeks of no shows, and that would really suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, a year this week, so it's God, it's so weird. Um, I, I like, I do think I've become more like it was a, a horrible, horrible year, but I don't know. I feel like more calm in a way now that like the worst stuff happened <laughs> i don't know if that makes any sense at all maybe let's see how this month goes yeah that's true are you vaccinated no i have an appointment though for um a month from yesterday oh wow so yeah you really need to be careful the next month <laughs> <laughs> i know right yeah i'm so close but uh, like I have friends who are doing that. Have you heard about people who are like lining up at pharmacies? Oh yeah, for like their like used batches. I have a I have one friend who got one that way, and I was very jealous. I have one acquaintance that got one that way, but it was a it was purely an accident. Like he happened to be by the pharmacy the last twenty minutes they were open, and the pharmacy wow. was like, oh, "We got six left." But this was like the week that became a thing. That is so crazy. So that was like a Monday and then like Tuesday or Wednesday. That's when you started seeing the reports being like, oh, you could do this. Yeah. Maybe I will try to do that. Not even wait a month. <laughs> you were one of the most active people I knew in, you still are in Brooklyn, but you were one of the most active New York City comedians that I know. And it seems that New York might be the closest in terms of ability to still get up every single night. Now, I'm not saying that this is a good thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that just due to the amount of people still doing shows, it's doable. How do you feel about this? The amount of people still doing shows during pandemic. Um, 
you know, it'll be good soon now that the outdoor stuff is going to open back up. Yeah, for the um, listener at home, we're recording this on Monday, March 8th at 10.30 in the morning. And in D.C. and New York this week, it's supposed to feel like spring for the first time starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's so it's so weird. Um, so last summer, there was a lot of outdoor shows, and, and some of them were really fun. So I think I talked about them on the show. Some of them were fun. Some of them were bad. Um, but then it became too cold to do outdoor shows and certain clubs just kept doing shows secretly and other clubs, uh, like one club started doing shows on the train and I was like, well, there are some things I will not do. And that is one of them. Uh, because you hate the legacy of Bernie Mac. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Also that, that shouldn't be a thing ever. Yeah, it was it was driving me crazy because I actually I like that I won't name the club because I like them. No, no, uh, name the club, in Normal times, <laughs> so stand up New York. But I, I like them in normal times, and I, I like especially you thought you were going to be the one that revealed stand up New York is doing the bad stuff. Not <laughs> not the best comedy journalist in the world. No, 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 no. no. It's Tommy McNamara four minutes in a podcast about a pandemic. <laughs> it's clearly stand up um, New York. This is not hidden. Yeah. They have a Twitter feed. That's true. Very true. But that's just so funny because I do like those guys uh, sometimes. But they, Well, you um, like those guys because at, at your core, you're a Chicago Cubs fan and you believe what the Ricketts represents. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, for oh, the no. listener at home, I should have given you a preference of this. Tommy and I have known each other a long time and this will probably be the most flippant of all of the 30 shows from the marathon that I do. (laughs) And Tommy for the role uh, was essentially the house band for a four hour chunk of the 12 hour marathon on February 29th. So it was a very fun, jovial back and forth. It was not a serious conversation. Uh, Last week on Friday, I released a very heavy episode about like losing your identity as a parent and oh, wow. using your livelihood and all that stuff. So this is different. <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say is similar to Bob Dylan, Tommy and I contain multitudes and we both like fast food. Are you saying that I don't have a gravitas this morning? Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> I thought I had. I, I was joking, but I bet you do have an ability to get along with most any crowd more than most comics. Um, I appreciate that, uh, but I I think I can adjust to a situation. I would mm-hmm. say, I hopefully, you know, uh, you're a straight white man, but you don't seem like you're the bad guy. <laughs> yes, I, I hope so. That, like that, I don't that, see anyone casting you in, as a villain. Yeah, I've played. Um, like I did a very like cartoonish, clearly in on the joke villain for uh, one of the Chris Gethard presents episode ones, but mm-hmm. that was, uh, yeah, not like <laughs> you're not supposed to actually think that I'm malevolent, yeah. you know, in your most recent project, your biggest enemy is the Grinch. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and probably in most future projects also, because uh, <laughs> you bought a Grinch costume. <laughs> yes. I spent $80 at party city. So, Oh, <laughs> <sighs> Um, okay, we're all over the map. Let's get back to the start of the pandemic. Tommy, for yes. the people that don't understand what happened, what happened over the last year? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about uh, that week before the pandemic lock because I was definitely on the idiot side like a week before of like the this whole blowover side. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us were. But, um, but I went to two NBA games 
in the first week of March last year, two of them. <laughs> and it was like, one of them was the last game they had at Barclays Center. And I, I realized that because they had a tweet about like, oh, it's our first game since March 10th when uh, they played the Bulls. And I was like, oh man, I was at that game. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very weird. And the other game I went to was uh, at the Madison Square Garden and it was uh Knicks versus Jazz. So Rudy Gobert, who was like the poster boy of coronavirus, was at that one. So it's very weird. So uh, let's talk about basketball. What do you think of the Basquiat version of the of the Nets uh, jerseys? I saw a, a picture of it on Twitter and thought it was very cool. Okay. What do you think of the, I guess, miscolored court at Barclays? Uh, I hate that okay. personally. I, I find it displeasing to the eye. But... Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the New York uh, Knicks City Never Sleeps jerseys? What what do those look like again? It's a circle. The gentleman that was in the slam dunk contest last night wore. He came in second, and it's. I think it's interesting. Um, I haven't seen any jersey like that, but I don't know if I like it. That makes it bad because I'm now old. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at it now. I do remember that uh, that Obi Toppin was wearing. I I don't love it either. I don't know. Okay, I do like it. You don't like it. What do you think of the Portland Trailblazers Oregon jerseys? <laughs> I, I I I like those. They're weird, um, but I like that it's brown and <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it, but it reminds me too much of the Milwaukee Bucks jersey and every mm-hmm. college jersey. Yeah, but that's not does. a bad thing. It totally it's feels like a, like a college jersey. Classic font. Yes. What are your thoughts on classic fonts? You know, I I don't have a good eye for fonts. I've been hmm. using Wings in every email since I was a boy, but uh, <laughs> I I always like Times New Roman, but that makes me feel like part of the establishment. Maybe you are a villain. So back to stand up New York and how <laughs> Back up to stand up New York. You said you like that club. Um I like like pre uh one of their book pairs is very nice to me and uh i liked the the building and the, i liked the club when they were just doing normal shows i think that uh, in the pandemic they've shown some some bad stuff <laughs> that I don't well, know. well the thing is we're gonna be living with the results of this pandemic forever yes for so sure. when do you think you'll feel comfortable performing at stand-up new york will it be as soon as the effectiveness of your vaccine kicks in or Will it be able to herd immunity? Will it be ever? Are are you comfortable performing there now? Not now. It's it's very weird. God, we're in. I mean, we're in such a weird time for everything. But uh, this is just the lens I can talk about it through. Like they did, they did a thing where they had like a, a wedding. Um, someone renewed their vows under the guise of like just because of Cuomo's. Uh, laws, you could have a certain amount of people at a wedding so they could open to a bigger extent if they did like a fake wedding that was actually a comedy show. And uh, someone I know performed on that and I was kind of giving him shit about it. And uh, they kind of have this line of like, well, if people can eat at the restaurant indoors, then why can't we do a comedy show indoors? Which like, I get the logic there, but it's also like, it just feels like why push the limits and not wait a couple months, you know, and it just feels like a regurgitated point that uh, I hate hearing. Do you know the name of the comic that's been doing stand up, knowing they have COVID? No, so I saw I saw a tweet about that, and I I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous to put that tweet out as a subtweet because not naming the name is a safety issue. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna tweet about that, say the name. Yeah. The reason, another reason why I ask about all this is because do, does your audience matter? And 
I think they do. Um, you're when you're in the arts, you're in the arts. You're not a sport, right? And yeah. you kind of curate your audience as well. So stand up New York is kind of curating, like essentially COVID denialists. Mm-hmm. Therefore, do you do you feel like you're? Is that your crowd? Do you want that to be your crowd, or? is this more of a sports thing where like, I just want everyone there and my jokes will like my, my performance on the field, my performance on the stage will speak for itself. Does this make sense? Uh, it does make sense. It was never like my, my home club or anything. And I get what you're saying, especially with the way that uh, one of their owners has been like feuding online in an ugly way. And uh, it does seem like it's going to bring the wrong type of people there. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just want, I just want to wait uh, on indoor shows a couple of months at least until first of all, I'm vaccinated. And second of all, most people are vaccinated and it'll just feel better and more normal. Yeah. Have you thought about not doing comedy ever again? I think that that has crept into every performer's mind mm-hmm. <laughs> just because you don't do it for a year and you forget about the good parts of it. Yeah. And I think, I think everyone's gone through at least one wave of I'm never going to do a live show again. Did you scratch an itch that you didn't know you had when you recorded your holiday album? A hundred percent. Yeah, okay. that was like, that was something I definitely learned about myself where just like being in a recording studio and like like it had the same like energy and feel that doing a live show did where I was like, oh, I could find that somewhere else. So I know why I do this and it's to meet people like you, right? There's no way in hell I ever meet you without doing this show. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's worth it. And I found myself over the last year. I I don't mean this in a mean way, but like, I don't really care about the crowd at all. I care about meeting the new people, (laughs) but there's no new people. It's very difficult to meet new people when there's no crowd. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. So, Like, I love, love, love when anyone shows up. That is the nicest thing in the world. You chose to do a thing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not trying to deny what that is. It's just, I already know a lot of people, but I want to know a little, a few more every single week of my life. And Mm -hmm. I've met a handful of new people through this show, but it's not the same. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Like, there's, you do the recording part and then maybe you shoot the shit afterwards for 10, 20 minutes and then you're maybe ever going to see them again, never going to see them again, never will meet them. And that's lacking to me. Like I didn't want to just do a radio show. I wanted to do this in front of people for that reason. And I've, I think it's so much different what I do than what you do because pretty much from the jump, people are either with me or they'll never listen to me again. So like, I don't need to worry about the stand up New York crowd ever liking me. They were never going to like me. Does this make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But all the regional venues are closed indefinitely. <laughs> so it feels like mm-hmm. even if when there's herd immunity, it still might be like six months to a year. It, it feels like that. I don't know if it's going to be like that. Like is uh, Wonderland ballroom is uh, closed. Well, they're open, but they're closed on the inside. Oh, okay. Have so you ever thought o- about doing an outdoor? Uh, yeah, outdoor I'm radio gonna show? try to do one the first Friday in April in my yard, <laughs> but I'm not inviting anyone nice. over. I'm just inviting yeah, yeah, yeah. the two or three people that are going to be on the show because there's enough space to do that, mm-hmm. and th- that's it. I still don't feel it's... comfortable enough to like participate in anything in a backyard because I have the kid. Um, I kind of think it's good that you're. Uh, call drop because this is the first time that that's happened since COVID. 
<laughs> it was, uh, well, I've been having a lot of problems with Anonymous, the hacker group, and uh, they're after me. So that's what's going on. See, I know you're joking, and most people know you're joking, <laughs> but I think that it's not insane to to say that a lot of people are so self-involved that they might not be joking. <laughs> it is very funny that we were talking about, like, Oh, I want to do like doing an outdoor podcast, basically, right when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> and the, like when the value of that was showed. Um, do you, what are you looking forward to most this spring? Well, I I have a feeling that this spring and summer uh, is going to be very fun. I think there's a lot of pent up, <laughs> a lot of pent up frustration, and I think like it. Just, I don't know, last summer somehow it was pretty fun in New York just doing outdoor stuff, and I feel like that's going to happen again, but multiplied because we've had experience with it now. Um, so I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm just being a dumb optimist, but I do think it's going to be a fun spring-summer. Has being a dumb optimist ever hurt you? That's <laughs> um, serious, because I, I, I wish I was a dumb optimist. It has, yes. Really? <laughs> I would say. Like, you know, when I was a... When I was 19, I <laughs> saw a job offer on Craigslist that was like $700 a week to be a nanny during the summer. And I was like, oh, that's great. And it ended up being a scam where I lost money. But, wait, 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 wait. You know. No, 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 no. I don't know. Please expound. <laughs> it was, I was 19. I was living in uh, beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. I don't know if you're aware of the place. And... uh I was interning at a radio station, uh, alternative rock station called WFNX, great radio station. Um, but it was only two days a week internship, and I needed to make some money. And uh, uh, someone told me, like, oh, they have a bunch of jobs on Craigslist. So I found one that was like fit my stuff perfectly, fit my requirements perfectly. So I start corresponding with them, and they say they're a British couple who need the who needs the like a live-in, not live-in, just a nanny for the summer. Like this is great, blah, blah blah. Keep corresponding with them, and then they start telling me like, "Oh, you know, we just have some money that we need to transfer to our account to uh, get our apartment because we're coming over from England, but we can't do it for some reason." I was like, "Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah I could do that." And then it turned out that uh, they the money they sent me was fake, and uh, I ended up losing <laughs> like two thousand dollars, which I think was all I had. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That is how. Nineteen years old. Nineteen years old. Yeah. All right. That checks out with everything. And you're literally laughing about it now. Yes, I was definitely not at the time. I was. Good for you. <laughs> but I am not. That's really great. <laughs> you learned a lot. Yeah. Well. It's true. Yes. I am very much looking forward to seeing you in person. I I hope it happens by the end of 2021. I wouldn't be shocked if the guy that you performed out here for um, has a, a summer outdoor series or something like that. And I don't know. I'm I'm looking God, forward. That would be awesome. I know you'd be you, you're you're one of a few that I think would thrive in an outdoor setting where um, the majority of people would prefer to be inside for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final two questions. Number one: uh, Are you hopeful about the Cubs' 2021 chances? Yeah, you know, I was listening. I listen to um, Chicago sports radio still a good amount. Um, 
I think out of a psychological <laughs> uh, need, but just childhood nostalgia. But um, what they were saying, which I agree with, it's like this is the first season in a long time where there's really like you have no idea how to feel. Yeah. Because when they were bad, you knew they were bad. When they were rebuilding, you knew that they were rebuilding. When they were good, you knew they were good. And now it's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It makes me really sad to think about them trading Chris Bryant, but I, I feel like that's going to happen this year. So I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to it, but also I'm just excited to watch baseball again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that the Cubs and Sox are going to end up pretty much exactly where they did in 2020, where both teams making the playoffs probably in a high seed or, and then both mm-hmm. being eliminated in the first round. And then a disappointing, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. believe lost to the Marlins last year, but. And then finally, yeah. What's your hopes for the Bears quarterback situation? Yeah, this is Maybe hopes is the wrong I've been hopes mon- is the, <laughs> hope is the wrong word because what do you think is going to happen? I think this is what I think. I think they're going to draft Mac Jones. That's okay. my theory. Um So you're not insane. You're, I, I don't know. you're not thinking that we have a shot at Russell Wilson. Well, here's I'm I'm really personally upset at Russell Wilson um, <laughs> because he but by putting the Bears in his list of four trade destinations, he is setting like every single person I know up to be disappointed. It's like you're not gonna go to the Bears. Why would you? Why would you tease us like that? So I don't know. I really it would be the biggest shock in the world to me if they somehow pulled off that kind of deal. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think they're gonna make some crazy offers because they're both. You know, uh, Nagy and Pace, the GM and coach, are both worried about getting fired. So I, I just hope they don't get Alex Smith or something like that, someone old and won't do anything. Yeah, I think, yeah. Who would, why would anybody pick up Alex Smith? I don't get it. Yeah, I know. I, it's a very, it's a cool story that he came back from that injury, but it's like, I, I would. I just have no interest in getting an old veteran like Matt Ryan too. You know, it's like I just don't have like why. Well, get I'd an rather old guy? have Matt Ryan because he's not. You don't worry about him dying as often. Yes, he's he's never had his uh, like a saw like. I've never seen his bones <laughs> injury. Yes. <laughs> Tommy, I hope uh, we're in the same room and neither of us sees each other's bones this year. Yes, and I'm very. I'm sorry again about uh, the internet. I will stop uh, doxing people. <laughs> I'll end it there. I bet it's those stand-up <laughs> New York folks. <laughs> they knew right away. <laughs> you, Me, Them, Everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you meet them, everybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our about page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at sign Y M T E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping. Friends and family. I'll be keeping. Won't.